In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What is this light? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light is the word of God, Jesus Christ, in whom is all life. Who is Jesus Christ? For the past four weeks of Advent, we have been considering that question. Jesus is the wisdom from on high, the word that gives order and meaning and purpose and beauty to the world. Jesus is the Lord of might, who reveals that order and meaning and purpose and beauty to us through his holy scriptures, that we might join with him as we learn his ways. Jesus is the branch of Jesse's tree, who frees us from the bondage of sin and gives victory over death, who allows us to say, O death, where is thy sting? Jesus is the key of David, who opens the way to heaven, that we might dwell with God in joy and peace. Jesus is the day spring from on high, who cheers us by his coming to be with us, to dwell with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the desire of nations, the hope of all mankind, in whom we can find peace. And finally, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God become flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is all of those things. Jesus Christ is our Savior. He is not a Savior in a manner that the world expected a Savior. Before the coming of Christ, the Israelites were a mighty nation. They were led out of slavery in Egypt by the mighty prophet Joseph into the promised land under the mighty war leader Joshua, Joshua also meaning Savior, and under the Lord's direction, Jesus led his people to military victory and settlement in a physical land of milk and honey, a land promised to them. Under the judges and the kingships of Saul, David, and Solomon, the Israelites were a mighty nation with a territory and a military and eventually a beautiful temple built in the city of Jerusalem for the worship of the Lord. This temple was exquisite. Every instrument and every curtain and every aspect of this temple were as beautiful as the creatures of mankind or the creations of mankind can be. It was directed by the Lord himself. He gave wisdom to the skilled craftsmen to build a replica of the worship in heaven so the Israelites could practice living in worship of the Lord. The Israelites were the chosen of God, his beloved people, the heirs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were the recipients of the law at Sinai. They were favored as no other people on earth have ever been favored. And yet, this kingdom fell. This temple was torn stone from stone. The holy city of Jerusalem was sacked, the holy place is profane, Jerusalem wiped from the face of the earth by the Romans. And the Lord knew that this would happen from before time. He knew that the Israelites would be destroyed. He built it all anyway. He built it knowing that it would fall, 
that he would grieve and be grieved by his people as they forsook and abandoned him. The Lord created knowing that it would not be perfect, that it would be fallen and broken. And in that fallenness and in that brokenness, the Lord did the greatest thing, the most expected thing. He did not turn away from his people. He did not punish them. He entered further into their brokenness and fallenness. He entered it completely, becoming flesh and blood, a helpless, defenseless baby. Jesus Christ, God, and in that man, God and man. In that moment, all of creation history turns, the moment in which God becomes flesh. Why would God create all those things to see them destroyed and broken? So that we would know that it is only God who builds. The ways of God are not the ways of men. We would know how much God loves us. He loves us enough to create us, knowing that we will disappoint and fall away. He loves us enough to become one of us, knowing that we will kill and destroy him. He loves us that much. If the nation and, and temple of Israel in Jerusalem were destroyed, though they were built in as perfect cooperation with God as any nation or worship has ever been built, then anything else on earth will also be destroyed. Nothing can stand and nothing can save us except God himself. Let us not be fooled, brothers and sisters, by the world. The world tells us that dates on the calendar matter, that come January 1st, 2021, things will be better or different. Don't be fooled. The God, dates on the calendar don't matter to God. He's outside time. The world tells us that suffering can be avoided, that death can be avoided. Don't be fooled. We will all die, and everyone we love will die. But we have the opportunity to love because God first loved us in the time that is given to us. We have the opportunity to allow our hearts to be vulnerable as God has allowed himself to be vulnerable to us. A new president will come into power in January. The world would tell us this will change our lives for better, for worse, whatever. But that is not the case. Only God can uphold us, and only God can save us. He does not do that through political change or social structures. He does it through the faithful actions of individuals willing to serve him with their whole hearts, their whole minds, and their whole bodies. He does it through those who are willing to become Christ-bearers, to become Christians, to take on his name. What is it to be a Christian? I'm a practical sort of a gal. Practical divinity, that is, ethics is my favorite. What is it like to be a Christian? To be a Christian is to be like John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a man sent from God to be a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. John doesn't give the light. He came, comes to bear witness to the light, this true light. Through Jesus Christ, the light, we are given the right to become children of God. To be a Christian is to practice hope, even in the darkest places and the most difficult times. To be a Christian is not to be an optimist. It's not to be ignorant or willfully blind to darkness, despair, suffering, and the, of the precious human beings that live in this world. 
That's not the gospel, that everything will be sunshine and butterflies and cheerful sayings on wall plaques and t-shirts. To be a Christian is also not to be a pessimist. It is not to accept the lie that the world would tell us, that it is doom and gloom because we are all going to die. That is the case. We are all going to die in this flesh. But for those of us who accept the light of Christ, we are given the right to become children of God and to return to reality, the reality for which God created us, the reality in which we dwell with him in joyful worship. To be a Christian is to be a realist. To be a Christian is to see what is real and to hold on to what is real. God is real. Hope is real. Joy is real. To be a Christian is to recognize what the prophet Isaiah recognized long ago, that the Lord God of Israel will be our rear guard. Isaiah, living in the midst of the fall of the nation of Israel, saw that there was still good news to be proclaimed. He saw that the God of Zion still reigned, even in the darkest and most despairing moments, God reigns. He has bared his holy arms and extended the good news to all nations, to all the ends of the earth. Upon the cross, he welcomed us all. He extended his arms for all of us. God desires to dwell in each of us. He desires to dwell with us in the garden that he creates for us. He awaits only our turning for our own, from our own purposes and our making a place for him in our hearts and our minds and our lives. He awaits our becoming virginal, like Mary, the mother of God. To be a Christian is to be like Mary. Mary became the Theotokos, the God-bearer, because of her emptiness. Mary's emptiness was not the emptiness of inactivity or purposelessness. It was the deliberate emptiness of waiting. A chalice cannot be filled if it is already full. We cannot receive God if we are already filled to the brim with our own plans, our own purposes, our own worries, concerns, and feelings. We can only receive God if we have deliberately set those things aside, actively making room in our hearts and our minds and our lives to receive the life of God, to follow the will of God. Like Mary, we must know that receiving Christ will include taking up our cross and following in his footsteps. At our Lord's presentation to the temp in the temple to the prophet Simeon when the Lord was 40 days old, Simeon told Mary that a sword would pierce her heart. From the moment of her giving birth, Mary knew that her son would be the great high priest who had come to save his people, and also the sacrifice who would be lost. The gifts of the wise men, the gold, the incense, and the myrrh Tell who Jesus is, they were given to him at his birth. He is king, and he is God, and he is sacrifice. One of Mary's joys revealed from the birth of Jesus was her joy in seeing her own son Jesus upon the crucifix. She was there at his death. And Mary counted it joy because she trusted God and his love for her and his love for all creation. God knows intimately the suffering and the darkness of our world. He has taken it already upon himself. He took on all sin and destroyed it. Sin has lost his grip on our world. Death has lost its grip on us. We need have no fear. We need only acknowledge that reality by steadfastly practicing hope and seeking joy 
It is always available to us through the manifest presence of God in our lives. If we receive God's wisdom from on high, accept his revelation of our purpose through his holy scriptures, if we allow God to remove our sins and bondage and to take from us the fear of death, if we allow him to open wide our heavenly home and to cheer us by his drawing nigh, if we allow God to be Emmanuel in our lives, to be God with us, to open ourselves to relationship with him and to receive the gift he has for us, then we will experience that joy and love. And we need only join with Mary in saying, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word.